Episode 9. Thanks for listening to today's show. We really appreciate you. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show so that you don't miss an episode and to help make sure that others don't miss the boat. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. All right, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Mitch Todd. Mitch, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks, John. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. So Mitch is the pastor of River Run Church in East Orlando, which happens to be the church I go to. So Mitch is not only my pastor, but as I've uh, found out recently, he's also an avid angler. That's yeah. been exciting to learn. Yeah, we went fishing together the other day. It was a fantastic day out. We had a great time. So yeah. Thanks. Thanks, John. Yeah. And I foresee more trips in our future. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Definitely. If we never get past all the rain we're having right I know, now. I but, know. Uh, so just tell us what it's like, kind of a day in the life of a, of a pastor. Well, we're, we're a little bit different church, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, at River Run, kind of a church for people that have kind of given up on church. And so it's kind of neat. You know, my role, particularly at the church, is I, I do kind of three things. I do leadership development, and I prepare and speak uh, vision casting for services. And then we are really involved in networking other churches together that are kind of like-minded. So this is just kind of one big cause. We're not competing against other churches around our area. We're we're really trying to network churches to make a difference in the community and, and just love our neighbors, honestly. Right, right. Well, that's a cool mission, and it's, it's cool to be a part of it. Yeah. And um, so you, but you came to Orlando to start River Run from Kentucky, right? Yeah, we, so my wife and I and our two little uh, toddler kids, we kind of just sold everything in Lexington, Kentucky area, and moved down here in 1998 to start River Run. Wow. And so, yeah, it's been a long time. And I take it that's where you uh, started fishing and got your love for fishing? Well, you know, I was thinking about this knowing I was going to be on your show. And, I, you know, I don't remember a time that uh, I wasn't fishing. So my dad and my grandfather, they instilled these kind of three values to me. They said work hard mm -hmm. and, and play hard and pray hard. Right. And so that was kind of our thing. We I grew up that way. And so... We did. I grew up on a farm in Kentucky, and we worked. Man, did we work, you know? Um, but we played equally as hard, <laughs> and we prayed right. really hard as well. Right. But the play part, it was almost exclusively for probably nine months out of the year, uh, fishing. That right. was our play. And the only time it wasn't play, I mean, the only time it wasn't fishing, was when it was hunting. For hunting, and it was season, too cold, yeah. and the water was, you know, you know, uh, either frozen <laughs> over or something. So. Fishing was our primary. Hunting was just kind of waiting until it, it 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 got warm enough to fish. So, so I grew up fishing. In fact, one of my one of my favorite stories, and that my family still makes fun of me to this day, is I was probably five or six years old, and I I, I think I maybe vaguely remembered, although it could be that the story's just been told for so long that that I think I remember it. Mm -hmm. um, my grandfather rigged me up this great pole for me as a five or six year old, you know, and and uh, he got it all set for me. And he said, he, he goes, he goes, all right, throw it in. 
And so I did. I threw the whole, thing, you know, I threw the whole thing in, and uh, and they had to fish it out. I think they found it. But for 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 forever after that, I always got the crappy poles. You know, I mean, they, like I got the crappy poles till I was able to buy one on my own. And so they still talk about. They still when I fish with my cousins, even to this day, they'll go throw it in, throw it in, Mitchell. You know, and and so uh, that was. But I grew up fishing like that. I mean, I was always. I did every kind of fishing you can imagine, um, from. From catfishing, you know, all night long through the night, propping our poles up on tin cans, and so if we got a bite, it would knock us over and wake oh, us up. Cool. You know, so we, yeah. we we just we did everything. We would fish for 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 everything you can possibly imagine that's freshwater. I mean, everything that's freshwater in Kentucky. You know, it was just so much fun, so so many great memories. But that's what brought us together, actually. So that's why I'm glad you're doing this show, even because mm-hmm. I, I think just really, you know, uh, promoting fishing among our youth today. And, and everybody, I think that's part of the balance of life, you know, so work oh, yeah. hard, play hard that for us, that was fishing and pray hard. Yeah. And it's the memories that families are built around. Like that story you're talking about with throwing the pole in and that's something you and your family yeah. remember forever. It's such vivid lasting. It's memories. kind of stuck with me for 49 <laughs> yeah. years yeah, now, right. but you know, yeah, it is. And, and, and I've had some, I've had some incredible fishing days, you know, since my childhood. Uh, where I've caught a lot of fish, but I think the memories of the fishing trips that I went on with my family were just still far surpass any amount of fish that we, it wasn't even about fishing. It, right. it, it was it wasn't about catching fish. It was about coming together and going out and enjoying nature and and fishing and doing that with the people that you love. Yep. Although catching fish is a nice cherry yeah, on the top. Catching fish is the icing <laughs> on the cake. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Had a lot of great freshwater experience, obviously, up there in Kentucky. Uh, but when you moved down here, you switched over to saltwater, right? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, like we had, what, four fish in Kentucky? I mean, we had bass, <laughs> crappie, bluegill, you know, and smallmouth bass. I mean, we moved down here, and it's like, what is this? I mean, yeah. what is this? We're catching stuff left and right. And I became a fan of saltwater fishing. I just absolutely love it. And backwater, or shallow water, I should say, yeah. uh, fishing really became my favorite. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. In fact, I, I kind of hung up my poles from freshwater fishing until just recently. Well, thanks to you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I love. I fell in love with, with, with saltwater fishing. Yeah, and did a little bit of tournament saltwater fishing. Yeah, right? I had a guy that um, he needed a partner, and he was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and so he asked me to join him for the IFA tournament. Although my claim to fame is that I still um, helped us come into 18th place out of 135 boats in the IFA tournament where I caught the biggest redfish for the day. Nice. And uh, I think that fish, you know, brought us like 600 bucks that day, you know. So it, it was a it was a blast. I totally got lucky, you know. He, he was so much better fisherman than I am, but... But uh, yeah, I got to fish in the IFA. I can say though, I can say literally, I am a professional fisherman. I actually made money catching fish one day, even though um, I think you still help me tie on my bait <laughs> from time to time. Hey, if you get the fish to the boat, that's what counts. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So awesome. Well, when we get back, uh, Mitch is going to share a story of epic inshore saltwater fishing. Stay tuned. Here's a tip for you about sunscreen. I noticed that many of my shirts that I used for fishing were getting nasty rust-colored stains on them around the hand and neck areas. Unfortunately, it would not wash out no matter what I tried, and we all know those pretty fishing shirts are not cheap. As it turns out, that staining is caused by an additive which is in many sunscreens, 
especially the spray-on kinds that I used to use most often. Thankfully, there is a brand of sunscreen that is specially formulated without that additive. So now, the only marks on my shirts and my pictures are the good kind, fish slime. Check out our gear page by typing in tell.fish slash gear in your web browser. We have a link to this sunscreen for you there. All right, we're back with Mitch Todd now. So we were just talking about saltwater fishing a little bit. And the story you're going to tell us today is, is exactly that, right? An inshore yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. So my buddy, Joe Gumble, he's the one that asked me to fish with him in the IFA tournament. Um, and he, he's a captain. You know, he, he's, he's like really far better fisherman than I am. And he had a boat. He had a flats boat, like 16-foot flats boat. And he's a captain. Man, this guy knows fishing. He's a guide. He knows fishing. And we decided, this has been several years ago, we decided to go to to the Keys for Thanksgiving with our families and do mm-hmm. a fishing trip. So we took the boat down there. We got this, the cheapest hotel. It looks great on the internet, kind of a thing. When we got there, there's no beach, you know, which there's not many beaches in the Keys. Right, right. We found out. It was one of our first trips to the Keys. We got down there and our families were like, this is where we're staying. And then while Joe and I go out and fish all day. So <laughs> yes. the first two days out, man, we got skunked. I don't think we caught a single fish I mean, we're not, you know, we're not amateurs here. We're, we're oh, like yeah. in the IFA when we're, we've been fishing all of our lives and we just got skunked and the weather, the, it was so windy and the waves were choppy. We almost swamped the boat twice. I mean, just really working hard to get this 16 foot uh, flats boat back, back to the dock. And oh yeah, we were so frustrated and it's Thanksgiving weekend and we'd gone all the way down there. And so we both just said, and again, this guy's a guide. He's a captain of boat. We both looked at each other and said, let's hire a guide. We don't know yeah. what we're doing down here. Let's hire a guide. And so we did. We went out on Thanksgiving weekend and found this guy, and 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 he's like he's like forty years old. He's not an old man, you know. He's about forty years old, and this guy took us out. The tides were just right because uh, the where, where we went, where he took us, we drove his flats boat back up into the the Everglades. Mm-hmm. So we're down in the Keys, and we went back up north. Yeah, how many so, miles? Sort of northwest. I don't know how many miles it was, but it was like a 45 to an hour ride, full blast. Okay. And the thing was, is that you had to go on high tide. You couldn't get to where we were going on low tide. And yeah. so, so he, he took, he took off on this thing and it was like, like there's thousands and thousands of little islands and everything. And he knew the exact path to get to where we were going, you know, and there were a few times the jack plate had to come up and, and we, <laughs> we, we skinny through the water and it, it was, a, it was just, it was fun just, just getting there, you know? Right. And then we get there, and we're on this flats boat, and this guy, like, we're in the middle of nowhere after riding for an hour, and he knew where every little nook and cranny was, every tree branch, every island. He would come over here, and he'd say, all right, guys, just flip your bait right over there underneath that, underneath that, um, that, what do you call those trees? The mangroves? Mangroves, yeah. Yeah, yeah throw, just toss right underneath that mangrove over there, and you're going to pull out, you're going to pull out a big snook. And sure enough, I mean, it was just crazy. We'd throw over there and just... We'd hammer this 10-pound, 8-pound snook or something. It was just crazy, you know? Wow. And I'm, like, looking like, did he plant these fish here? You know? <laughs> it was just crazy. There's pets. We caught so Yeah. We caught so many fish that day. That was one of those days on, on flats fishing that, you know, over in the Mosquito Lagoon where we fish on my side of Orlando, uh, it's a great day when we land 15 redfish. I mean, if we yeah. land 15 redfish, that's a really good day. Oh, yeah. I was happy with four or five, you know, but if we land 15... 
Now there's not a lot of redfish down in the Keys. A lot of black drum, uh, Jack Cravels are everywhere, mm-hmm. and snook and 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 but we just man, we just slayed the fish that day. We we probably and I don't want to exaggerate, although I'm a pastor, so I'm known to exaggerate. <laughs> it comes to the territory, it comes right? With the job, you know. <laughs> but um, man, we we caught. I, I would, if I'm just guessing, we we probably caught 200 fish that day, almost 100 a piece. I mean, it was just crazy. Wow. And and th- this guy that was the that was our guide and the captain's boat. He's baiting our hook as fast as we can catch fish, taking the fish off of Joe's pole and baiting mine, taking it, you know, baiting Joe's, putting it on. It was just crazy. I never seen anything. We we caught, you know, every species that you can imagine, from bonefish to Jack Crevelli's. We caught a we caught a junior uh, Goliath grouper, wow. and uh, it was just it was so much fun. In fact, I've been on I've been on deep water trips or offshore fishing before, where you know we've we've done bottom fishing and and caught amberjack and 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 grouper to where i've been so tired i've had to take a break before you know but never off of light tackle on backwater have i ever been so tired of fishing and i just actually was tired i was exhausted from catching so many fish we caught we caught jack cravels i mean obviously we don't those yeah they fight hard but they fight hard it was so much fun my my one story that i that i really like is towards the end of the day and probably 50% of the fish were the jacks. Yeah. Um, but towards the end of the day, I'm right on the bow of the boat and really low in the front. And I'm, and I catch and I, and I, and I hook this, uh, Jack Cravel and I get him like five feet from the boat and getting ready to pull him out just like normal, all these other. And then all of a sudden this big lemon shark, I believe it was a lemon shark. I don't know for mm-hmm. sure, but it was a big, it was a big shark. And this thing must've been 10, 11, 12 feet long. And we're in three feet of water, you know, we're not yeah. in like, and he just comes up and he surfaces and rolls on the water and just grabs my fish and just keeps on going. I didn't even oh, feel man. it. I mean, I didn't. He didn't even. I didn't even hook him or snag him. He just took my fish, bait, hook, leader, everything. Just took it and rolled it. I looked back at Joe and the captain, and I was just like, "I think we're going to need a bigger boat." <laughs> that was so much fun, though. But that that was probably as far as as far as catching the most fish on a day. That by far surpassed any other trip that I've ever been on. And I've caught a lot of fish on a lot of trips, but that right. one that one to me is just a great, great memory of catching fish. And so you were back in there in the way back in the mangroves and there were no other boats around? Oh, we I bet we didn't see another person for the whole day we were out there. I don't think wow. I bet we didn't see another person. That's incredible. Only only when we got near coming back and, and when we were going. I can't remember the guy's name, but I could track it down for you. If, you know, we can post yeah. it on the we can post it on the site somehow. I could track yeah. that guy's name down. Yeah, who he good. was. If you guys end up going down to the Keys, if he's still if he's still there, I mean that guy was the bomb for a guide. <laughs> I mean it was awesome. Evidently, yeah. yeah, it was really good. That's that's pretty amazing. So you were you were live baiting the whole time. Yeah, well, I'd say live bait was 75% of the day, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, we were there to catch fish that day. By that time, we were there to catch fish. Most of the time, of course, in the IFA, you don't... It's you all don't, artificial. You know, it's all artificial, and yeah. so we were gulp people. We used the gulp baits, Texas rig, and all that, and and uh, although you've given me some new things, this chatter bait, man, this chatter bait, I'm going <laughs> to... Shit, it's oh, a secret. Oh, no, is, I'm it? Just, is it? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, after we went the other day, I'm like, going, I'm getting a chatter bait. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, it was all it was all um, it, you know it was all live bait for that day, right? And and I think we I think we tossed maybe 
maybe for an hour or something that day. We, we, we probably threw some artificial out there. Oh, top water though. We did do top water first thing in the morning. Of oh, course, that's, that's just my a, favorite. You know, yeah. I love top, yeah. top water is my absolute favorite. And, um, you, you know, can't beat it. You can't. You know, so my problem is just getting up early enough to do top water. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so do you think it would have made that much difference, live bait versus lures that day? I mean, were the fish just that on, or would it have not been as good? Oh, I think we caught more um, because of live bait. I mean, yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I don't really know. But I, I tell you, the reason we caught so many fish that day is this guy just knew where the fish were. Heck I mean, yeah. that's just... The difference between what happened the two days before this trip and the and the and the was just all in the guide. I mean, the guide knew what he was doing. You know, I've guided people before. I had my sixteen foot scout boat. I've told you about my scout boat that I had. Love that flats boat. Um, but I've never been able to guide people and put them on the fish like this guy. Oh, I, yeah. I'm telling you what, he he was awesome. Wow, that's amazing. So I I guess you guys got wore out and said time to go back and yeah. Um, we, we fished the whole day and he took us back and then, uh, and then, and, and we, we, we didn't keep it, you know, we, most of everything we do is catch and release, but, right. but we wanted our wives who'd been back at this just terrible little hotel that we, <laughs> we had rented. I mean, they were scorpions. They were, oh. I mean, it was just terrible. Just this terrible internet hotel, you know, and that we found and, and the pictures looked great, but, but we thought we got to come back with something, right. You know, so we brought a couple snook back and. Maybe a couple black drums. We caught a lot of back black drums that day, and uh, and we we took back enough to put them on the grill that night and have a have a dinner. I think that was our Thanksgiving dinner or something, or the day after Thanksgiving <laughs> or something like that that weekend. But by far, by far, out of all my fishing trips, that was the most memorable uh, trip in terms of of catching the most fish and the most variety of fish too. Yeah. Wow. Boy, you're making me want to. Uh pack up the truck and head down to the Everglades and, and give that a go. I may need to, I may need to find the yeah, guy. Yeah, we'll have first. to find that guy. I'm sure Joe's got his number. We could track him down, but man, uh, and, and you just let me know when you want to go. And, 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 <laughs> you uh, you I, wouldn't I, mind doing I, that I, again? I wouldn't mind doing that again at all. <laughs> that was great. I don't blame you a bit. Well, Mitch, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. Please be sure to follow the Telltale Fisherman on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, notices of new episodes as they go live, and pictures from some of the most epic fishing adventures ever. Check the show notes for details. Thanks! This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.